0: The world is struggling for truth. The world is starving for truth. Uh, Satan is a liar. He's the God of this world, whether we like it or not. You say, who runs this world? I'm going to tell you, the God of this world, from the very beginning, the curse of sin coming in, it's messed up. It's messed up because of sin. So sin passed upon all men. You want to know why life is complicated and full of trouble? Because life is full of sin. As long as we have sin in the world, and because of that, the Bible says that this is truth. As long as we have truth, we stand on truth, we preach truth, we we, we cling to truth, we follow after truth, we lift up truth, we preach the truth. But in the last days, you want to know why things will get complicated. So let no man deceive you by any means that that day shall not come except they're coming falling away first. You know what the falling away is? It's not just people getting out of church. And I know that's how we kind of associate it. It's just people veering from the truth. You veer from the truth, we cause confusion. When you cause confusion, we, 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 we're messed up on who is God, and is there a God, and does God love me? Who am I? Where did I come from? Where am I going? We're confused on truth. The Bible says there's a great falling away. So I started thinking about it. If the Bible says that in the last days there'll be a falling away, what is the opposite of falling away? Let's draw near. Let, 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 let's... If they're falling away from truth, let's cling to truth. Let's lift up truth. Let's proclaim truth. Hey, let's raise the bar. Let, let, let's hold it higher. Let's, let's preach it louder than we've ever preached it before. Because in the last days, if they're falling apart because of lack of truth, then our job is to give them truth. Amen. That was really weak, but okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. I feel like God has blessed our church for 58 years. So we've made a priority out of truth yes. right. it's our foundation to preach it and not water it down not pull back it's the only hope for our kids it's the hope for the next generation paul is about to walk into the city of rome it's going to be complicated i'm telling you complicated is an understatement People rejecting truth. We think we live in a world today that's complicated. Truth. I'll tell you, they, they, the Rome, this city was so messed up in all the things that they had going on, the political things. So it's very similar to what we have. He said when he was later in Romans, I, I, Romans chapter eight, verse thirty-one. He said, "What shall we say to these things?" He's talking about the opposition that they were facing, and he said these words to him. He said, "If God be for us, who can be against us?" And I think of it in context of what he's saying, uh, the fact that he's about to boldly proclaim truth and be able to preach the truth of God in these things. And he says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Now, just so you guys know, when Paul is talking about dealing with opposition, he's not saying, hey, guys, I had a bad Google review. He opposition for him is not that somebody slid up on his story and started uh, making fun of his posts or making fun of his preaching or making fun of his whatever he was doing. It, it's not a matter of something like that. It's a matter of understanding that there was opposition to drag him out of the city, beat him up, and leave him for dead. That is the opposition that he was facing. Extreme. So things are complicated today, man. Things were complicated then too. But he said, I, I'm, I'm not going to, he goes, if God be for me, guys, if God be for us, who can be against us? That's what he was saying. So in Romans 1:15, he says, he's talking about what he was going through And this. He said, so as much as that is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. Rome would not be this easy place. But at the beginning of this, he says, uh, he goes, as much as is in me. I'm, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Just I, I'm in church. I, I know a bunch of people. You have your Bible. You know Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask you right now: Has God been good to you as a Christian or as a believer of Jesus Christ? So get the understanding of this. Make application. As Paul is ready to charge into this city, he's he's on the outskirts of this city. Okay, he's looking at the gate. He's ready to walk in. He's already been through a lot. He knows that He's not going to be welcomed. They're not going to be cheering him on. It's not going to be easy. And Paul's on the outside of this and he's, he's standing there going, man, I should persecute people for doing what I'm about to do. i burnt down churches. I was the one that would go into cities like this when they were preaching the gospel and drag them out and make a public spectacle of them. But all that's in me. You've changed me. I'm not the same anymore. Man, I, I, I've found the truth. I have conviction. I have passion. I've, I've been touched by the gospel of Jesus Christ for all that is in me. And then he says these words. He says, I am ready. Oh, man, a lot. If the church would just grab the vision of that, it's not just, I'll let somebody else do it, or the church down the street, or whatever. Paul was literally, he goes, I am ready to preach the gospel. He was he was like fired up. He was like, just just, let's go, let's do this. Let's just just give me a platform, give give me a corner street to stand on. Just let me preach the gospel. It's not a matter of the gospel being weak; it's a matter of Christians not being passionate about. I'm ready to go. Let's do these things. I I have something that will change Rome. I I, I have something that will impact their hearts. He's talking about the gospel. I am ready to preach the gospel. Amen. Has, has that terminology just gotten so uh, just mundane and it's just so common to us? I was like, thank God for the gospel. <laughs> Literally, we'll change the world and we just throw it out there like it's nothing. The word gospel means good news. It means to declare good news. It means to proclaim good news. The gospel is good news. So what's the big deal about that? If you, if you get a bunch of bad news, and all of a sudden, let me illustrate it with it. Like, okay, Eileen, I'm just gonna throw you guys out there. This week, we got some really good news about Jason. I don't know if you guys heard this. His, his cancer had spread to different parts of his body. He's having complication, complication. He went into the hospital. I mean, things were just really, uh, th- con- things were complicated for a very long time. <laughs> things were complicated. And I get it. Jason had a scan, and he's got multiple places. Three of the places that he had cancer, they said, it's totally gone. The three places. Three places. They said, praise God for that. You know why that's good? Because that's Good news. That is great news. Dear, dear, can I tell you guys? As great as that news is, I have no. no I'm not saying this again. I've got better news than that. Amen. You were dying in your sin and going to hell, and there is no hope and no way to change it. And all of your works is as filthy rags, and there's nothing you could do. Jesus came and died on a cross, gave us the truth, and allows you to go to heaven by what He did by paying the price on the cross. That is good news. Paul was like, I'm going to go there in those messed up people that were just like I was without Jesus, and I'm going to give them something. I'm going to give them good news. That's right. You say, what makes the difference of this news than any other news that we get? He says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He, he, he's, he's starting to illustrate this of what this is. He said, I'm not holding back. The ashamed part is not like, oh, I'm so ashamed. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be bold in what I'm saying. I'm not going to be shy about this. I'm not going to be timid. I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to boldly proclaim in a world that is messed up. I'm going to tell them the truth. I am, I'm going to give them it straight up. I'm, that's what I'm going to do. It is, listen to this now. And we talk about it being good news. Can, can I tell you what separates this good news from anything else? It says this, for it is the power of God. Not the power of the hospital, not the power of treatments, That's right. not the power of the government, not the power of the police, not the power of anything that you could put it, fill in the blank with that. He said, I am telling you, it is the power of Christ. It doesn't matter how far they are. It doesn't matter how messed up you are. It doesn't matter where you've been or the doubts that you have. It doesn't matter your, your past, your, your rap sheet or whatever. It doesn't matter. He said literally what we preach right now, he said it is the power of God the, the, the breath of God, the words of God spoken as Paul was about to preach, is, is literally that, that, that ruach of God, that, that spirit of God that would go out and would accomplish things that man could not do. It was it, As God spoke the world into existence, when we speak the word of God, there is power that goes out. And I'm not saying that in a weird, kooky kind of way whatsoever. I, I'm saying that it is not man's words. That's what separates the Bible from everything else. It's the power of God. But it doesn't just say that it's the power of God. It, the, the, the power that it's talking about, it means a force. It's miraculous power. The gospel is the power. It is strength. It is mighty. It is wonderful. No wonder. Listen, listen to this. If we get to the point where we say, well, we're, gonna, we're not going to preach that because that is really offensive. And the culture that we live in today, that's just going to upset people. So we're just going to skip that. Oh, and the whole thing about hell, how would a loving God ever send people that? We're not going to. We're just going to tell people there's heaven and that Jesus loves them. And this whole thing about living separated and this whole thing about sin over here, do you realize when you begin to skip things in the word of God, you leave out the power of God to change lives. It's not up to you. You have no way to dictate what should be preached or not preached. It is the full counsel of God. The Bible is telling us that from cover to cover, I even believe the cover. It says the holy word of God. I believe the whole thing. It is the very words of God that changes lives. There is the reason we have the grave falling away. Because if I'm coming in here and I'm skipping around and I'm just touching on different passages and i'm not going to preach the full counsel of god we water down the truth where there's no conviction there's no life change and if we don't have life change if there's no preaching of the word of god in a church then there is no power in that church and all you have is a social gathering filled with guilt like you should be in church good people go to church what are you doing on sunday you should be in church it's a bunch of guilt we can't reach the next generation with a bunch of guilt it can't be, well, you, you were raised in that church and you should go back to that church because that's the right thing to do, in the, one ear and out the other. That's not going to work. But when you have a life group and you have a team ministry with a youth pastor that gets up there and he preaches the word of God the way that it is, it will change their hearts. It's not us. It's not us. It, it is. It is. I, I tell you what, Pastor Bryce is a great preacher. I love hearing him preach, but I tell you, he doesn't have the words coming out of his brain to be able to change the hearts of teenagers. It is the power of God unto salvation, which literally means that it changes the heart, doesn't just change the mind. The Bible talks about the power of God. He said in Isaiah, So shall my words be that goeth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void. Literally meaning if the word of God is preached in a Sunday service, in a worship service, so no matter where it at, if it goes out, it will accomplish something. It will never return empty. But it shall accomplish that which I please. It is the work of God that does the work when it goes out and shall prosper in the things that I sent it. It goes out, it says, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. You see, in order to believe, it must be received. In order to receive it, it must be proclaimed. The gospel must be preached. Amen. The Bible tells us later in Romans, when he was talking about it, in talking about what his ministry in Rome, he said, he, he said this, so faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The, the reason why Sarah is going to Romania is because she, she, somebody needs to show up in Romania and preach the truth. The reason why we have go teams in Columbus because somebody needs to show up and give them the truth. The reason why we have church on Sunday is not because we just love the worship services. It's because the preaching of the word of God must go out. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's right. It's got to be. It's got to be. So what is our instructions? Second Timothy four two, he says to, to Paul said to Timothy, he said, preach the word. Right. It's not optional. I, 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 we make a priority of this on Sunday. We, we, we have dedicated this room, this time, this place, this ministry, this platform, this this pulpit, everything. It's it, these are all tools and instruments for one thing, and that is to preach the gospel. He said, be in in season and out of season. He said do it when it's popular, do it when it's not. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. But that last part of it, when he said long-suffering and doctrine, it literally means that we speak the truth, but we speak the truth in love. Do you know that you can preach the truth in such a way that you're just a jerk? You guys know what I'm talking about? You can preach the truth in such a way you could deliver the same news to somebody and be a jerk about it. And I'm not saying that we water down sin and we're worried about stepping on toes, but I think that the Bible is very clear that we speak the truth, but we speak it in love. People should know when they come here that we love them very much. But that doesn't mean that we dance around issues. And I'll tell you what I've learned through the years, people appreciate it when you preach the truth and you give it to them straight because in a world that is just trying to water everything down, they're confused of what's right and wrong. And our God is not the author of confusion. No, he is not. The second part of this, he said in the uh, passage of Timothy, he said, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. He said, there's a time coming that the truth is going to be offensive. Hmm. It's just the way, so instead what they're going to want is they're going to want after their own lust what makes them feel good. They shall heave to themselves teachers having itching ears. It's literally just tell me what I want to hear. I want to be in a place that's not offensive, but let me tell you that what you also do is eliminate the power of God when you do that. You can have a crowd, but you're not going to have conviction without the power of the word of God. And that is spiritual warfare. The last part of this passage that we're studying, the third verse, he said in verse 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. It's showed, it's demonstrated, it's preached, it's proclaimed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So he has this whole thing about the, the, the preaching of the word of God. I'm ready to preach all that is in me. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. And then he says, by the way, I'm not walking into that city unless I have it walking by faith. That, that's the only way that we're doing it. It is not just a matter of what I have. Because Paul could sit there and say, man, this is the power of God unto salvation. It's a matter of taking steps of faith to go to where they need it. The, the, the faith to the faith part, there's different interpretations of what people feel about that. One is just that your faith grows, which doesn't make sense to me when I read it in context of it. But the faith to faith is another one of the illustration of when Pastor Denhoff came here 58 years ago with a vision to build this church. He then took that truth and began to pass it down to us. And what we're going to do is we're going to take the truth of what God's given to us and we pass it down to the next generation. It's from faith to faith. If we ever stop walking by faith, then we, we set it down and just like, well, let me tell you what God used to do. It's not going to help the next generation. And the last part of it is he said the just shall live by faith. See, we, we must take steps of faith. The, the, gospel, the gospel, listen, the, the gospel moves forward by faith. The gospel moves forward by faith. In every aspect, in Hebrews 11, we're going to get into it. And you're like, man, what is faith? I wish I understood faith. And guys, I am consumed with this. Faith, the grain of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Okay, all right, let's go. It's like, I got a mountain to move, let's go. And then we're like, I don't know if I understand Faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What does that mean? For the next weeks, we're going to be diving into that. Because I want us to be a church that steps forward by faith. Because the Bible says the just shall live by faith. It's kind of like this. with faith is to the Christian, what gas is to a car. Your car is not going anywhere if you don't learn that it's got to be fueled by faith from one person to the next.